And with that, I am Philip, and this is Listening Together, a podcast about listening to game OSTs. And I'm here with my co-op partner from Gaming Together, Nave. Hey, Nave. Howdy. We're talking about Final Fantasy VIII, the original soundtrack, with our good friend from the Gaming Collective. Gaming and Collecting. The Gaming Collective sounds like a cult. Yeah. It's, it's like, Bill. How's it going? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Yeah, that, that first track we just listened to was The Extreme, and... Whenever I was like, all right, uh, I'm queuing up the sound on my little sound booth over here. Bill was already like, is that the extreme you're about to play? And I'm like, yep. oh, yeah. That one, uh, it's a bop. Philip, where the fuck are the notes for the? I can't find it in the Google Drive. It is just a labyrinth in there. Well, don't worry, because the notes are actually unlabeled. It's like copy of Master Notes Volume 3. God so damn it. I, see, that's why I, I can't put it find it. In, I put it in the thing right there. Can you not see it? Oh, no. Hold on. Not that one. I mean, you might not be able to see the chat. Oh, I put it in the Zencaster chat. Don't that was put it. Put in the Zencaster. That's on my Xbox, Philip. How am I gonna? You want oh me to type that God. in? Letter, no, by, letter, here, number, right, dashes. I'll put, it in, I'll put it in the Discord. Give it somewhere where my fucking gorilla ass can find it. All right, there we go. It's in the Discord. Wonderful. So, All right. Final Fantasy VIII. This game came up pretty quickly when we were just looking through what games we wanted to talk about as far as music-wise, and the composer of this one is Nobua Umamatsu. Umatsu. Uh, Nobuo Uematsu. It's it's uh, Nobuo Uematsu. Okay, this guy is kind of a big deal, as it turns out. Yeah, he does, yeah, he does a lot of the square stuff. Uh, it's, it's, he it's only was. he only sort of just did the entire first uh, nine games of the series by himself. This guy pisses me off. I hate his face. Really? And the reason why is because every year for like four years, my Spotify goes, "Here's your most listened to artist," and it's this fucker. It's not after the burial. It's not between the buried and me or any of the bands I listen to. It's because every now and then I like to listen to the entire soundtrack. And it's like, oh, this guy listens to a million songs. But no, some of these songs are like five second long. And then it's the next song. And that, yeah. that counts. And so it's like, whatever. My uh, my iTunes recommends is also gumped up because of all my listening to lo-fi music. And then with the video game OSTs, it is perpetually just recommendations like this. It's all right. Mine's all emo and alt metal, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the other side of it. All right, so we came up with this, or I think Nave recommended this OST, and when we just put it out there, Bill, you just leaped at the chance for it. So how about you tell us about your show, Gaming and Collecting, and why you picked this, or why you wanted to be a part of this episode. So I'm one of the co the two hosts of the Gaming and Collecting podcast. We're in a uh, gaming and anime-based nostalgia podcast where we just, me and my sister Alex, we talk about different games and anime-like related topics from our childhood. Sometimes we'll dive into like the whole concept of like collecting and how like the game collecting, like game collecting has become one of the worst hobbies to get into as of late, unfortunately. A lot um, of collecting we, is like that. I'm a magic yeah. player and it's it's the worst. Mm -hmm. But um, we release one episode every week and uh we, we haven't missed a weekend yet but we kind of go through a few things we'll do a couple of anime episodes here here and there we'll do gaming related stuff sometimes we'll just do something completely random like maybe we'll talk about music or something at some point one of my favorite episodes that you've done which really got me in my feels was a while back months ago where you talked about the freddy fish games and the uh what oh, is humongous, it humongous uh, entertainment but yeah humongous entertainment yeah, yeah. God, dude, that really, I, you guys just kept talking about each game and I, it was just unlocking memories and now I can't stop thinking about those games. Yeah, that's kind of the whole idea of our show is like we do, our goal is we like to talk about things from our childhood that we're nostalgic about that we remember because we, me and Alex grew up together and actually one of the biggest games that um, 
revolved around our childhood was uh, Final Fantasy VIII, believe it or not, because we we only had one TV growing up, so we had to share that. So when she was watching her like anime, like usually Sailor Moon or something, uh, I'd get the game time after, and I would be playing Final Fantasy VIII because it was like the only game I really had at the time that was of any substance. Well, that kind of leads into our opening question for the show, which is usually it's from now on we're going to be asking people what soundtrack they would like to talk to our guests i mean uh we kind of did it backwards this is how our other show gaming together works where we do it the other way around but uh what is the significance of this soundtrack to you and you kind of hit on it a little bit but you want to talk about that more so final fantasy 8 is it was believe it or not the first rpg i ever played as a kid uh the entire reason i got eight was because my best well not my best friend but a friend i had at the time had seven and I used to watch him play seven all the time. And I asked for Christmas that year, if, uh, I wanted to get Final Fantasy seven, but I screwed up and added one extra eye on the end oh, of, of the seven. Classic. And I got eight instead. But I wasn't really upset because I was like, well, I mean, it's it's still a Final Fantasy. It can't be that different. Sure enough, it was it very, was very different, different in yeah. a lot of ways. It's but the, the most same time, different one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's arguably the most polarizing game in the series, depending on who you ask. Um, But I have always adored the game from its insane graphics for the time. Like comparing FF seven to FF eight for PS one standards is like night and day. It's like they took like such a massive leap in graphics. Uh, The soundtrack is such a massive leap as well. Like they went from using like full synthesized um, artificial instruments to now we have kind of a mix of like, real instruments with like higher quality synths yeah they're definitely using that uh the was the vocal synth setting or whatever a lot so i think seven actually is synthesized via the uh ps1 sound hardware Mm -hmm. and i think eight and from eight onward they used actual like sound hardware like from that could be streamed to the cd yeah we will we will bring that up in the opening song but um yeah, uh, I don't know if you've heard about my Final Fantasy VIII whole experience. I mean, uh, it was a weird situation where I I was playing like Crash Bandicoot and like Torok and stuff like that with these ti- with these horrible models and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, eventually, I ended up in a place where I saw PlayStation One for the first time, and somebody popped in Final Fantasy VIII, and I saw that opening cutscene. And it just completely blew my mind, just revolutionized the way that I was like, these are real. These are noticeably people. You know what I mean? Like, I can tell Mm -hmm. what's happening. The music that's happening is like someone's actually singing. There's actually instruments being played as like a little child just sitting an inch from the the CRT watching that. It uh, blew the brains out of the back of my skull. That that opening cutscene alone is like one of the most dramatic, like, introductions to a game i think ever like some of the best cg for the time and that full-on orchestral soundtrack going on right there well before we reach that intro cutscene, which i think we're playing the song from it right yeah yeah. as our our main thing so my experience with this game is i played about 30 minutes of it i don't even think i reached the dinosaur but whenever in my experience i got in there and i heard i think balam balam gardens that's going to come up later and i'm like oh i know this song that, this one's been remixed like 5,000 times into different low, like lo-fi beats and stuff like that. So I knew the songs from this game before I'd even played it. And I haven't, I haven't played it since. So I'm only 30 minutes in. I've heard like the first song uh, was it Liber Fatal? Library, Library uh, Fatal? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard to spell word, uh, pronounce word. And it's definitely that spelled and wrong Gardens. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so 
with that, Nave, do you have anything more you want to say before we hit our the most? This is the most not- notorious, not- notary, notorious, notorious. This is the song that represents the game. Uh, can I have one point I wanted to bring up? What's up? So, like I said earlier, eight is arguably the most polarizing game in the entire series. I think a general consensus, though, in like recent years, is that it actually has probably the strongest soundtrack out of any Final Fantasy, which is That's fascinating insane. to me. Like we thought Pokemon was insane when we listened to that one, but Pokemon is like 20 songs and they're all 40 seconds long. This game has 40 something songs at least that are uh, full actually, on songs. I actually, it's full, this is a four disc OST. I think it's actually over a hundred. Yeah. Bill well, has the, like the Japanese special edition he was showing us before we started hitting record. It's really freaking really cool. cool. Yeah. Like, I, I want something like that. All right. Let's listen to Liberty. Fatali. Wait, no, I'm, you're going to make me fucking lose my mind. I'm going to find the song real oh. quick. <laughs> you're going to make me lose my mind. It's just the first song, so I'll, I'll see it immediately. It that's, is that's, that's how it's Liberi spelled. Fatali. <laughs> that, that, it is not that how is, it's spelled. That is a very, uh, very it's liberal funny. way of spelling it. This is an insanely dramatic way to intro a game when you're used to playing Torok and Crash Bandicoot. The drums alone, like just like those like low timpanies, like banging in there. This entire time you're watching a like a, a FMV of like scenes that are happening in the future of the game. Well, actually, the open. Well, there's that, but then you also get the the iconic fight between the first fight between Squall and uh, Cipher. You mean Leon? Re- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, not actually, no, not yet. By this point, he was just Squall at this point. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, it also explains how they get their scars. This is uh, something important to point out from the first episode we have with the Pokemon. Those songs start looping so soon, but there are so many movements in each of these songs. Like it's hard to get just a 30 second soundbite and get all of what the song is supposed to be in any of these songs. They just keep going. It's so great. This is like the point where like video game music stopped being gamey and just became like full on music. Like. I literally know what's ha- the movie's just playing in my head. Mm-hmm. It always gives me like Hunchback of Notre Dame vibes, where it's just overly dramatic, <laughs> overly dark. That flute right there. It just keeps going too, like it keeps building. This whole time, you're wondering who's going to win between Cipher and and Squall, and you don't even know who these characters are yet. No one said any dialogue. There's no names. You don't even know why they're fighting. And they Sword both, Boy One and Sword course, Boy Two. You notice immediately it's it's shown the key the gunblade. Almost said the keyblade. Whoops. But uh, the gunblade, which is very striking, you immediately can see that there is a revolver handle on this mm-hmm. long That's slender true. blade. And so it's you like also, so you also good. notice that uh, Cipher's gunblade is even more ridiculous because it's literally a giant ass blade with a pistol just stuck on the end of it, and it's like 
that works, I guess. The the idea of a bayonet, but instead of starting with a gun and adding the the, the knife afterwards, you start with the knife and add the gun. I love Final that Fantasy VIII. Right God, it's so good. It gives me goosebumps. Right now I have goosebumps. Yep. So that is definitely a strong starting point. I know whenever we were messaging, uh, Bill, you were like, I was like, hey, what do you think the most notorious song is there? Uh, you listed two other ones, but I think both of those songs ended up being selected in somebody else's choices. I think so. I think Eyes on Me got left out, I believe. Yeah. Uh, that one made it pretty far in my list as far as choosing like which ones we wanted to play. Let me see if we can find a, a quick a quick little bit of that one. See, the reason why I didn't pick Eyes on Me is because I figured it was going to come up. So I was like, ah, just let them do it. So I said Eyes on Me and another song that's definitely on the list later. And... All right, here's Eyes on Me. can definitely see where kingdom hearts gets its sound mm-hmm. yeah which, which is funny because it's not even the same composer i definitely like this feels like a theme of the final fantasy games this feels like the the big sweeping music that plays right before the final boss right before things get intense because i've just played through final fantasy 13 1 and that game still has a bopping soundtrack for being oh, it does. what is considered one of the lower tier final fantasies so what's what's interesting about this song too is it's one of my favorite things video games do is eyes on me it's it's an iconic song but it also becomes a lay motive throughout the the entire game where you'll hear different incarnations of this song as the game progresses there's a big reoccurring theme uh mostly in the name songs like let me see if i can remember which ones maybe it was like uh like amy and uh, there's another one, but they're they're not the same song, but they ha- they follow the same theme Motif. or progression. Yeah, what it's something that I really love in video games, especially like one of the high points of our Elden Ring review, as far as the soundtrack was concerned, was how at the end of the game the uh, main menu music makes a return at the, uh, the very the end parts. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It just so good. It just destroys you with emotion. It's like how whenever you hear the Final Fantasy, uh, like a uh, introduction little song in every oh, game. simple and clean. Or, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, because uh, we've talked about that on every episode now. Is that yeah. simple and clean? Is that's Kingdom Hearts? Is that what we're talking about? Oh. No, it's, it's it's just called the Final Fantasy Overture. Oh, okay. I thought you said oh, Kingdom no, Hearts. Oh no, yeah. Philip threw no, me no, off. No. I was like, am, <laughs> was I zoning out? What just happened? The whole conversation moved without me. Yeah. All, All right. right. So for for our first category. Well, no, uh, no, wait, Philip. What? 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 We got a Twitter, and we got a Twitter. I was gonna say inquiry, but it was more of a. The show is uh, a Twitter section. Yes. What? Of course I it didn't does. See it in the, it's not in the notes, Nave. It's not in the notes because it's a surprise. That's how you. That's how by the seat of a pan, our pants we are. Starter Quest right. podcast at Starter Quest writes in and says, "Always had a weird love for the piano line on Find Your Way." Find your way. DJ pick that song. Nope. Let me look. Okay. Find I your wanted- way. So I wanted to pick Find Your Way, but there's just so many other songs. There's so Dude, many songs. There's so many songs. All right, here's Find Your Way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
this just screams unexplored cave. It really does. I love the now, like you... the synthesized violin in the background that you just hear. I think this is what he's talking about here. Ah. Yep, so good. And then there's that progression that we talked about before. Yeah, these songs take a long time to loop for the first time. They really do. They're all like three minutes long. <laughs> That's Find Your Way. Uh, who is that tweet from? Starter Quest. Oh, well, thanks for running in. Uh, next time we we put some down. Did you put a tweet out for this? How do they know? I put a tweet out. Oh, good job. Yeah, I did my job. <laughs> I did my job this time. I put a tweet yeah. out for the other thing, too. I'm oh, out incredible. here doing work. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. Okay, so this first category, we were trying really hard to find the, the best categories. And this one is, we finally came down to... The song you would show off, what you'd recommend, maybe not necessarily the best song, but the song that you could share. And the way I kind of justified this in my mind is like, picture you're at like a barbecue. You're there with your, your friends and close associates, maybe the people that don't know you the best. All of a sudden, bam, your, your buddy's got the Bluetooth speaker out and he's like, oh man, my phone is on like 2%. Can you take over DJ duties? And you're like, I got it, bro. And he's like, what do you listen to? And I'm like, oh, you know, I only listen to Final Fantasy VIII. And he's like, all right, we'll just play, play something good from there. And I'm like, okay, pressure's on. I need to pick the best song to play from here that's going to blow everyone away and not embarrass myself whenever it plays. And I picked Man with the Machine Gun. You, you went right out with all the stops. <laughs> it's so good. There it is. This almost gives me, like, Hotline Miami vibes. I can just see Laguna and fighting oh. in that forest now it's like the best part like, about this song is the first time you hear it it's in one of the most confusing parts of the story and you're like what is going on yeah it's such Who a dramatic tonal guy? shift in the game itself like narratively and then the music follows suit which with also just being completely different from everything you've experienced so far well also, this makes me think Go ahead. Sorry. What you got? I was gonna say it's also the best name for a song ever because it's literally "Man with the Machine Gun" and Laguna's weapon of choice is just a straight-up machine gun. That's it. just gets so freaking dramatic here so this is a boss fight music this is no this is laguna's no. uh, standard attack music. this is just normal this is the normal the fucking normal fight really but yeah so here this many game, times yeah so whenever the game switches over to like one of the flashback scenes with laguna uh kiros and ward uh this is the music that plays for uh, all the battles although if you're playing Iconic. final fan if you're playing Final Fantasy VIII the, the, the correct way, you'll only hear it for a few seconds because you'll go into battle, you'll draw the magic, and then you'll just run away because you don't actually want to defeat enemies eight. 
Yeah, Nate was telling me about that. Like, it's better to stay lower level since everything scales to you. Yeah. So you just need to build just up your the, magic and leave. Draw magic, run away, fight bosses because bosses don't give experience. Well, the intention is that uh, they want you to use the they want you to junction use the junction system, system so they de they have you scale a lot slower than the enemies around you because theoretically you will have higher stats because you are drawing magic, right? You're doing it, nudge nudge. You're gonna do it. Of course you are. Of course you're using yeah. the junction system and all that. Yeah. Once you figure it out, I mean, it's great. <laughs> it just takes forever to figure out. <laughs> um, in that. In that one podcast they were talking about, uh, it's called. By the way, I remember the podcast name, Philip. It's called. Oh wait, we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Anyway, whatever. Um, uh, I picked Fisherman's Horizon mostly because it has this really warm place in my heart, but also mostly the structure of the song is just fantastic. Like in regards to where you are in the story, a lot of sentimental value in this one. Another piano-heavy song. And this is a song you'd show off to somebody? So it's a lot softer than I expected. You want something to catch a hold of somebody? To be fair, this is one of probably the most iconic scenes in the game. This is where they kiss on the moon? Is, nah. this, is this a cover? <laughs> no, this is it. This is the classic 1999. No, it's not all piano. Well, it probably comes it's in. It's like MIDI. No, it's like... Or maybe it does come in. No. This whole piano line is like MIDI sound. This is like a cover, mm. dude. Where is this from? This is on YouTube. This is a, this is a cover, dog. Mm. All right, hold on. Let me see if this I can... This is a million percent one. a cover. It does sound like this, though. <laughs> like, this is what it well, sounds no. like. It just sounds like PS1 music. It's a very piano-heavy song. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, here it is. That was a good cover, though, I will say. Ah, this is the good stuff. Yeah, there it is. There's the goosebumps. Okay, that sounds more like it. All right, so in this in this part in the story, I'm not going to spoil anything, but this is after a whole lot of very serious like drama. It's like you have been through a lot, and in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, over the course of hours for in real life, but as far as the narrative is concerned, not a lot of time has passed, and uh, there's there's a lot of like tension that needed to be released. Oh, and this is the way to release it. You find yourself on a beach town out in the boonies on a different island or on a different continent called Fisherman's Horizon. And it just it's like uh, Aya del Sol or whatever it is in Final Fantasy. Uh, uh, Costa, Costa, Costa del, del Sol. Sol. Yeah, it's a, it's that same release of like, oh, God, finally. can't You can't just keep that tension going forever. Yeah, it's like, here, take a break. You, you earned it. What I really like is like there's this like there's this like movement in the entire song like the this uh, one idea of moving up and then slowly coming back down and it almost like vis audibly visualizes a wave of 
of water up the ocean crashing against the the sand on the beach you know it's always coming up and then going back down just like the waves ah it's so good you also you re you sorry you revisit this area multiple times in the game and each time you come back this song still plays and it's so refreshing like you're like okay we're gonna relax again it was like coming home like in dark souls the uh firelink shrine All right. Bill, what do you have for the song you'd want to show off? So this one is pretty random, but it's one of the, when I think FF8, one of the first songs that always pops in my head is a song called Under Her Control. And it's very, it's a song that plays a few times during the game, but it's most notable during a point in the game where you're playing as Laguna and you're you're in a, the main, uh, I think it's like Galbadia is the name of the city. Uh, it's the main like city that. of... Sounds like fantasy nonsense. Yeah, it, it's where the the quote unquote villains of the game are located at that point in the game. All right, let's hit it. This song is notable for Philip because me and Philip convened before the episode, and he put this in his bad category. Oh, really? It wasn't grooving for me. I told him he just didn't listen to enough of it. It it picks up. But it also has to do with the context of what's happening during this part of the game. Oh yeah, right here. Like one of the, one of the, yeah. I love the bass, like in the background yes. there. It is one of the simpler songs, though, in the game. Well, I didn't think it was bad. It's just that it wasn't better than 20 other songs that I placed above it. That's that's fair. I think a lot of it has to do with the context of the game. Because one of the funniest scenes in the game is around this part where Laguna parks his car yeah. cart there in the middle of the road and causes a massive traffic jam as you're <laughs> going through the level. It's great. The, the, the traffic jam gets worse as you go through the level. <laughs> Like, and, this, the the T-Rex? and this music is just playing in the background the whole time it's great when you're in that city and you hear this music you're like this is it this makes sense it's very fitting in context and i love the bass and then it resets all right that one that one's pretty respectful i can give you that one you'd have to honestly watch the scene too because that scene totally makes the song God, Laguna's scenes are just so good. <laughs> I just, I love them all, every single one. I hope they don't, when they get, if they get done with Final Fantasy VII Remake, I hope they go back to eight and just make a Laguna game. Like, without, it doesn't have to be a remake. Just make a game about him. Honestly, I think eight could have used a remake better than seven, but that's, that's a discussion for another day. Our next category, this one we just called the notable. Take that as you will. We, like, figured anybody could just interpret that as they wanted and explain themselves. And I chose the winner, which I assume is the level up music, or maybe just the the end of the fight music. I'm not actually sure, but there's quite a few. His, You'd be surprised. Oh, there's there's multiple, but when this one played, it was like it it connected with my heartbeat and made me like I felt my blood come alive because I had already I've been, played through all of seven, I've played through all of fifteen, and I know the the level up theme that da 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 da, mm -hmm. da but just the groove that this goes into, I can just picture. Uh, Cloud in Fortnite playing this music while he does the Fortnite dance 
because we're gonna, we're gonna talk about Fortnite in a little bit. <laughs> I just keep thinking got about Fortnite it. on the brain, yeah. But here is the winner. Oh yeah, right there. This is, I can hear the ding 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 ding, ring yep. ring, just fucking going getting your items and shit. Ah. Yep. Ah. Final Fantasy 1 through 6 all had the same version of this theme, just with a different kind of instrumentation. 7 was the first one that changed it up, and then every game since kind of won with their own kind of interpretation. This was 8's idea, which was one of the better. That's funky. I like it. Funky is a really good way to describe this entire OST. So that was a lot more of the more simple songs? Because I assume it just plays and then you, you move on. You never listen past the first like 30 seconds. No, no, no well, you, you don't listen, hear any you of listen that. To it, you listen to it the first time and then every time after you just mash through the buttons because you're like, okay, I got to move on. Yeah, but I really like that one. I almost wanted to put that one as like the one I show off. But in, in the context of how I was going to show it off, I'm like, this one can't be the one. Man with the Machine Gun's just too good. All right, Nave, you picked one for the next one. Uh, you're going to explain yourself, but that one almost made it in my show off category. Oh, yeah. Man, there's so many songs from the beginning of this game. Um, I Go ahead and start playing it, and I'll explain a little over it. But the song I picked was Breezy, and a lot of these songs, back in the day, I didn't have, like, CDs or anything. Oh, well, this story sounds really sentimental now with the music, but... <laughs> no, keep going. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Um, I didn't have CDs. I made a habit ever since playing resident evil to save in multiple spots so you don't mess yourself up you know in resident evil it's really easy to do but uh in final fantasy's case i used it as a jukebox where i had so many i had a in my slot 10 on my memory card i had all of these saves just in different spots where i liked the music where i go oh i like this music and i would go into slot 10 and just make a random save and that save would always be there and i would just flip through those as a kid and so when this is one of my favorites as a kid i would i can literally picture like 11 year old knave laying in bed staring at the ceiling just listening to this this was just the sound of my room i love that like acoustic guitar kind of like sound it's going for too oh yeah like those harmonics just then oh man have you personally learned this song yet, Nate? Or is it not possible to play? I'm sure you can. I'm definitely sure you can play this on the actual guitar. But it's like... I play power chords. So <laughs> I, I play Green Day in, in Blink-182. I don't play things that are hard. Now this is... Uh, I believe the context of this song is when you're in... Uh, isn't it when you're in uh, Balam? Like the, the actual town of Balam? Uh, yeah. Is it called Bolem? It's the town that Zell grew up in. I can't yeah, remember I if it's called Bolem. I believe it's just Bolem, because the garden's right next to it. Yeah, so that is the that is indeed... Uh, this is the music that plays in there. And I think the first time you hear it... You can walk right into the town, I, I believe, but I don't think you can get in the beginning. But then after you do the whole uh, seed test of going across and helping that town... Uh, you get left by Cypher, I'm pretty sure, and then this music yeah. is playing. And again, mm -hmm. there's a there's this theme for me, I guess, where it's the release of tension. That was an incredibly tense situation. That your first boss fights, it's your first fight with like killing people. It's and then you come back. You're killing people. Yeah, you're killing you're killing the shit out of them. And um, oh, it's just 
the release of tension just has it's like a an imprint a contextual imprint that i can't take away from the song this is also where zell yells at you for trying to go in his room yeah i mean that's a good pick nave and great story to go along with it all right bill what would you like to share with your notable song so notable song it was tough because as we've said there is so many notable different tracks in this entire game uh, for me, the boss fight, well, the the battle music in general has always been, like, a huge, like, reason why this game has one of the best soundtracks of all time. And, like, there was tons to go with, like, Find um, find Your Way is another one, I believe. No, not Find Your Way. Don't Be Afraid. That was it. And Force Your Way. That was Those were the, the main boss fights. But the fight that I always think of is one of the more forgotten. It's one of the super bosses, like, like near the end of the game, during that entire boss, like, run down before you get to the end and it's um maybe i'm a lion i love that just It's just so dramatic. Almost got that movie trailer vibe. And this is just the intro. I also, I really like the bass. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't clear. I really like the bass heavy songs. And that organ. <laughs> I feel like this song would slip really easily into that third category you've got here, too. Yeah possible it's definitely an easier groove of a song it it, it we haven't even got to the main uh rift yet well the uh the the main like uh i feel i guess you could say yeah Ooh. or it just goes to a completely another level that's like a between the buried and me transition right there And it keeps going. It like, what sucks about this theme is it's completely a one-off. Almost sounds like a jazzy Sonic or something. Well, it's a pretty challenging boss if you don't know what you're doing. So I love having a song like this that just keeps you motivated. starting to feel like I'm listening to some of the late Torok levels. 
Yeah, this definitely just highlights how these aren't your traditional video game songs like we talked about before. Nah. Like this is a five minute ballad at this point. Now, Oimatsu was just different, like with like uh, in terms of like video game composers for the time. Yeah, and I think it restarts there now. Yeah. So that one may- did not make it through my first pass, but I think it was just because I didn't wait long enough. Mm. Maybe I didn't give it enough of a shot. No, that one's a slow burn because it starts out very kind of slow, and then all of a sudden it just gets to that straight up like, "Oh, this is a full on song." Okay. Like, look, man, there's 80 tracks on here. I got to get through them. Yep. <laughs> I've probably listened to this OST like eight times at work over the past like month and a half. My brain is just on Final Fantasy VIII right now. So our final category, the guest choice category, you put put to us the best driving song. Now I interpreted this as the song that you like listen to when you're going down the highway, just cruising, maybe zoning out a little, but still in control of your vehicle, of course. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. I want to say before we get into the first song that my first two picks for this category were already chosen. And really? that was my first pick was um uh Man with the Machine Gun. Of course. So that, was yeah. also, I, like, that was also a pick of I had it. That was that's like some Forza that's something you would actually hear in like Forza Horizon or like just some kind of driving game. But uh the second one was uh Under Her Control, which was another song that I just vibe out to. I actually had like five or six songs I was thinking about here. But those songs are great to just drive around to, especially under her control when you're playing, when you're driving around the city at night and all the lights are around. Just you're just in the town, basically. It's great. So I took this as like I just came back from Oklahoma and it's a pretty long drive. And I just listened to my music on the way back, which is mostly consistent of basically the the 2010s uh, emo rock, Green Day, My Chemical Romance, the type of stuff and lo-fi video game soundtracks. And I've already listened to, you call this Balam? Balam Gardens? Like I already listened to like the remix version, Balam. But whenever I heard the original, I'm like, it's, it's perfect. Take a listen. Just picture going down the highway, seeing the cows of Oklahoma. See, I'm in New England, so like driving is very uh, scary up here. So, not quite as calming as this song is. This song is pretty important to me because I, I, I used to move around a lot, and so I've been to a lot of schools, and this was always just kind of like my walking around school music. Like, this music just sounds like new school to me. Well, this plays when you walk around the school in the game, right? Right at the yeah. beginning? Yeah. The murder school? Another important thing for me is that it's such a calming song. And again, this comes right after uh, Liber- uh, Liberty Fatal, uh, Lib- Liberty Fatal, which is very intense. That very first scene where there's all that fighting and all that tension. And then you get Final Fantasy VIII and then you get this song immediately after you hear this. And it's like whew. And then that that cycle of, of building of stress and then the release when this beautiful like just work of art it's pretty common throughout this entire game and it never gets theme repeats it it never gets old either that's the that's the best part about it 
when you compare this soundtrack directly to the game that came before Final Fantasy VII, which is the one, the game that uh, blew up, um, it's interesting RPGs, hearing yeah. the uh, like one or two, like two to three maybe movements throughout the the songs in Final Fantasy VII, and then hearing the three, four, five movements in Final Fantasy VIII. How much more complex these songs got. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that was my pick for the for the open road. Nave, what about you? What, what did you pick for this category? Well, I went with kind of the obvious one. In this game, you do get to drive in this game. And the very first time you get to drive, you are driving in the blue fields in front of Balam Garden. So this is one of the early songs uh, pretty soon after you hear uh, Balam Garden and everything. This one was also a very close pick for me. I love that epic like cello like cello in the background. I think it's a cello anyways. I've got a synth instrument. It has a very Final Fantasy-esque sound to it too. This doesn't sound like adventure to people, then I don't know what adventure sounds like. I feel like you just overlay this on basically any like RPG gameplay footage and it just fits perfectly. Oh yeah. I think I gra like would grind like just like uh, magic for, uh, to draw magic for like hours, and I'd just always be in this area. Just and you just listen to this music <laughs> constantly. It's just so calming. I think it loops from there. Yep. This is a solid pick. So we have covered quite a few of the tracks listed in here that just stand out, and now that we are approaching the end. I just want to say, go and just listen to this OST. It is incredible the things they can do back on this old hardware. So, Bill, for our final track, what did you have? So, it's kind of funny how Nave brought up um, the first time you actually get to drive in the game is the get you do the Blue <laughs> Hills. Well, I decided, you know, I'm going to go with the one point where you don't drive and you actually go to the Final Fantasy staple of Chocobos. Because FF8 has, in my opinion, the best Chocobo theme ever, like, made an entire game it is so good i'm really happy so, you picked it <laughs> uh modus de chocobo yeah i was gonna i was gonna just force us to play it if you didn't pick it here it goes oh no it's it's the other one already oh what is, no it's the it's other not one. The right one. Oh no, no. <laughs> no that, that's there's two chocobo themes two chocobo themes yeah all right we'll try this one that's the one The other theme is whenever the chocobo's in the fight with you, right? Yeah. This is when you're actually riding the chocobo's around.
there's so there's only like one place in the entire game where you actually can get chocobos it's so out of the way and getting chocobos in this game is like a pain but i do it once every time just to hear this theme because <laughs> this theme like slaps yeah um the chocobo song is always fantastic I'm trying to remember which game it was that has the uh the like metal version of of the chocobo song you know uh, which one i'm talking to you think 13. you could ride this chocobo that's uh 13 2. yeah that one that one gets me too i just thought that guitar riffed in the background for no reason yeah it just carries it through nice little rhythm All right, we have covered a very wide range of tracks at this point. We have gone from the epic opera of Oliver Fatali through the uh, the techno-y beats of Man with Machine Gun, soft pianos of The Fisherman's Horizon, and the simple guitars of Breezy, and finally the classics of the Chocobo theme, Mode's Chocobo. The... The breadth we have covered is just incredible in one game. Kind of sad we didn't talk about Waltz for the Moon, but... That's one of the biggest, or the castle, or... There's actually a couple waltzes <sighs> that show up in this game. And I could not bring myself to bring one of them. But I kept I kept bringing them up. I'm like, am I going to bring in one of these waltzes? Because there's like, there's one for the... There's like a Balam waltz, there's like a fish waltz, there's the moon waltz. There's also the, the ending theme, which is just one of the most insane, like... Me, like most overproduced but amazing songs possibly in like the series the ending theme yeah because it starts out in the point where you think squall's like going through time compression and all sorts of stuff time compression there's time travel in this game oh, no, i don't want to get into it well kind of uh maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little gnarly well there's also fan theories that squall dies at the end of disc one in the entire game's a fever dream but uh that's besides the point all right I think that pretty much covers our breath or how deep we're diving into this. Bill, I want to thank you for coming out to our second episode of Listening Together. Yeah, no it's problem. great having you out. No, thanks for having so, me, guys. Dear co-op partners at home, go out and check out uh, oh god, what was it? Gaming and collecting. Collecting, collecting, gaming. Which which way does it go? I really so screwed it up when I said gaming collective, didn't I? Yeah. No, so it's the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. Uh, the full title is Gaming and Collecting, Looking Back at the Games That Shaped Us. But if you just type in Gaming and Collecting, you'll you'll find it. Um, do, you call, do you call your audience the collective? You should start. We don't. What do we call our audience? We say co-op partners, right? Co-op partners, yeah. It just kind of it just happened. We just do that now. We didn't even plan it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I also, could I uh, shout out my other podcast real oh, quick? Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. So I've also recently started a second podcast. It's more of like a passion project than like a weekly series, but it's the uh, 3DO experience. It's a retrospective uh, podcast talking about the uh, ill-fated uh, 3DO interactive multiplayer system and the company behind it, the uh, the 3DO company. God, that's so it's so awesome. I the, I I, have, I didn't know anything about the 3DO uh, console except for some YouTube videos I saw, but I always established it with this Battle Tanks game I used to play on the N64. That's- and it yep. would always begin 3DO, 3DO. Yep. And I was like, yeah, let's go. I was always so pumped when I heard that. Yeah, that was one of their better games. Yeah, I, I definitely played that one on the Nintendo 64. Uh, in your 
uh, main show though. I know you recently you covered uh, was it Barbie games and yeah, South Park games? Just like I just Barbie listened games. to that episode today, and you talk about the Barbie computer. And I remember going over to my cousin's house, and she's the same age as me, and I'm pretty sure she had the same Barbie computer with the stupid Barbie <laughs> racing horse game on it. Yep. And I'm like, hey, I'm a pro gamer. Like, what games you got? And just watching her play this horse game where you're just like stuck on a set trail horse racing. And I'm like, I, I can't do this. So even I then was, I was like, this is too much for me. I was so desperate for video games. I played all those damn things because I needed to play video games. Dude, it I was kind of so sad. I played so many Barbie games on the Game Boy <laughs> because that's hey. what my cousin had. I will say Detective Barbie is still a freaking cool game. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, I learned right. about Harry Potter from a Game Boy game. Like I didn't know what it was at all until then. Nice. And now as we say goodbye to our dear co-op listeners at home, we're going to take a quick listen to Waltz of the Moon. Dun, dun. Yeah. God, I can see the FMV in my brain. The first introduction to Renault, too. Is that the love interest? Yeah, that's where the meme came. Uh, you're the best looking guy here. And then it zooms in on his pixelated face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And when the remaster came out, they had to redo it with the better graphics. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. All right. Well, thanks for joining this week, co-op partners. And maybe we can listen together something else next time. Thank you.